0: Vikings versus Redskins.
1: Oh, let me see it. Oh man, who's got Redskins? Oh! Ho, 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 ho! Get that shit off! What are you doing? No! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to put this on. Going with this have a marble hat? Well Super I good. found this hat the week when we played the Giants. I found it in back in the eBay room. Oh, okay. It was two and two, and we just got our we got our NFL shipment today for eBay, and this was in there. Yeah. Okay. So I found this the week of the Giants, and I'm a big believer in all that weird karma shit, so I've been wearing it.
2: Alright. Wearing it. it works. If it's stupid, but it works. It's not stupid. Mm-hmm.
0: But Dave, <laughs> if you didn't know already, Ted, Andrew, Oops, should be pointing that way, um, and we're here to preview this Thursday night game where the Washington Redskins, that team from Washington, comes to Minnesota, the U.S. Bank Stadium, to challenge your beloved Minnesota Vikings in prime time. Drew, how dun, you dun, doing?
1: Dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It was you mean your Minnesota Vikings that have won three straight? That's what you wanted to say.
0: Yes, and have been, Ed Kirk Cousins who has been off the chain, literally the best quarterback in the league in the last.
2: That's some pretty hip lingo for an old guy, there, grandpa. <laughs> Off the chain. Off the chain. How are you doing, fellow kids? <laughs>
1: That's right. All the Philistines in California uh-huh. <laughs> doing good here at hippie time.
2: I got hey, got the lucky hat on still. Yeah.
1: Superheroes,
0: yeah. baby. Superheroes. Three weeks in a
2: row, we're going Marvel. You wore that, and the Vikings have won three in a row. Yep, haven't shaved either. That's got if to be it. If it uh, it's like I learned in the Army, boys. If it's stupid but it works, it's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Ted? Gentlemen? <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> if I was any better, I'd be against the law. Let's watch hey, like this channel. channel. Start the show. <laughs> now the show starts. <laughs> All right.
0: So, <laughs> what do you think of this short week with uh, the Washington football team coming in, and they're not doing so good. They've only got one victory. They got stomped pretty good in a absolutely lousy weather game last weekend. How do you think it's going to go, Drew?
1: Uh, I think we're going to roll this week. <clears throat> short week is tough for them. I think Zimmer has been, uh, is not happy with the defense and looking for a big bounce-back game defensively. Uh we should rock the Redskins this week. I'm looking for a good, good – I'm looking to continue to the streak and move it to four. This is our game to lose. Washington is not very good. They've got a lot of problems internally and player-wise. They're not very good statistically. It, you know, they get into the numbers later, you're going to laugh at their offense. Their offense is almost dead last. They don't generate any points. They're only getting 12 points a game. This is going to be a fat Vikings win. But remember, the Buffalo game last year, I mean, I'm still, as a Viking fan, you're never 100% sure, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this week. The Vikings are playing really well. So So
0: you think Zimmer's going to put his size 12
1: up the backside
0: of the defensive team?
1: Yeah, they had some shots of him Sunday, and he was pissed. <laughs> he was angry. So, you know, the, there's one thing, when it comes to the defense, I think the offense, Zimmer just kind of rolls either way. but when it comes to his defense getting throttled. I don't think he likes that at all. Oh, so not at all. But, I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of pressure. I don't know if you guys have heard who's going to be starting at quarterback. I'm kind of hoping they throw Haskins in there so I can get the double excitement of get, watching him getting smashed in the pocket, smashed in the
2: mouth, and torn to pieces. But uh, I thought it was Case Keith. Keenum. Was yeah, Bill, Bill Callahan said it's it's Case Keenum's their guy for the rest of the year moving forward. You know what's kind of strange is the last time we played this team, the quarterbacks were flip-flopped.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good point. Yeah. So uh yeah, I'm uh gotta take care of business. Don't beat ourselves and we'll come out fine on the other end.
0: Okay. Ted, how do you think this uh, is gonna go?
2: I'm with I'm with Drew. Uh I was I was fortunate enough to be a, a guest co host on a different Vikings podcast yesterday. You can uh, mention it. With Ed with Ed Broadmarkle, uh, called Scolders. And he said, and he brought a very good point, I think it rings true. On short weeks like this, generally it's it's kind of like college football, because you everybody's beat up, everybody's hurting, and it's whoever has the more talent generally wins these games. And I, I can't find a position group when I look at these two teams where the Redskins are better than the Vikings at. Uh, on, a, on a short week like this, <clears throat> at home, not having to travel, uh, looking at bring up later. I I man, I'll be shocked if the Vikings lose. And Drew brought up that Bills game. There was a there was a big thing to that Bills game last year and that was Everson Griffin's um mm-hmm. mental health crisis episode. And and I'll I'll tell you um that when a guy like Everson Griffin goes down in that manner, that close to a game, I I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. says, that I think that had a lingering effect on that team. Not only from the Bills game, but for three, four, five weeks later on, because you know you, you've we've all you Drew you've worked in a been in a band with you know you're really close with with a, just a few guys. Dave and I've been in the military same way. You know, one of your buddies goes down in 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 a manner like that. It it shakes it just shakes you, man. You don't absolutely you don't expect something that you don't you don't expect <clears throat> something like that to happen when you're in your twenties and in the prime of your life and and the absolute. Peak physical physical condition. I think that... uh, I just throw that Bills game out when we talk about favorites and all that. I I think the Vikings are going to really take care of business on Thursday.
0: Now, I think it was yesterday, the Vikings were
2: favored by 15. Did
0: I see that right?
2: Yeah, 15 and a half, I think, is what I saw. But it might have changed, yeah. Wow. That...
0: It's going to be you, interesting. You Dave? I, it's just, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, it is. Even in today's NFL, that's a lot. I mean, I think the Patriots were favored against the Jets. What, 12 or something like that? And if anybody uh, watched that game, I feel sorry for you. <coughs> like me, want to get that, that was horrible.
1: Oh. I don't want to be a high favorite, to be honest with you. They never liked that scenario. So mm-hmm. ask, ask Wisconsin about that being favored shit.
0: <laughs> Playing St. Mary's School of the Blind But the numbers Those are the first numbers What other numbers
1: do we have, Drew? How's does it uh, stack up? What's the standout numbers this up? week? We moved up, we're now sixth The Minnesota Vikings, guys Are sixth in
2: offense And sixth in defense Drew, I saw something from you You, you would put, like, the progression of the offense do you, do you have that in front of you? Could you go over that from, like, where they were At the end of the Bears game to where they are now?
1: They were twenty-fifth at the end of when they went in to play the Giants, and then they were eighteenth offensively when they went in to play the Eagles, and then they were eleventh going into Detroit last week. So it's gone twenty-five to eighteen to eleven to now six in in three weeks. Yes, that's impressive. The Bears one was uh. Was right around by the Giants where they didn't fluctuate much from the Bears and Giants. They were still at about 25th or 26th. But in three weeks, they've gone from 26 to 6.
2: <laughs> that doesn't happen in the NFL very often.
1: Very odd. Very odd. I'm wondering if actually I even got the numbers right. So, everybody out there, I may have
2: missed this up.
0: <laughs>
1: no, well, just, I'm, I'm t-
0: wondering if a fairy godmother came by Kirk Cousins' house with the wand and went, Bling, You're not going to play well. And. <laughs> This is unbelievable.
1: Not that I'm complaining. I'm not complaining. I wanted to continue. We're averaging 324 yards a game. We're up to 391.
2: So it's 324 going into the Giants game, you said?
1: Yes, 324.
2: 391 total offense. 391 total offense. And they had over 500 yards of total offense last week, right? 503. Yeah, okay. So (laughs) six in offense, we're... A few weeks ago, we were 30th in
1: passing. We're now 17th. Uh, We're still the third-best rushing team. It's always Ravens, Niners, us every week. Uh, The Redskins' defense is a bit on the shoddy side. They're actually better against the pass than the run. They're 12th against the pass, but they're 27th against the run. They gave up 134 yards a week, much like Detroit gave up 133 yards a week. So you're kind of rolling with the same game plan, I think, this week. Yeah, but, so
2: was,
1: and Cook had not, what, 145 yards on the ground last week? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. if, the Redskins' offense is rancid, baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. It is sticking it up. The Redskins' offense is 29th overall. They're 31st against the pass. There's only one team worse against the pass. Who's That's 31st? You <laughs> know? Who's... It, Offensively, yeah. uh, who was it down there? It might have been the Jets. Oh, that would that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. So they're thirty first in passing, they're twenty-fourth in rushing, and they're thirtieth in scoring. So oh, they're terrible all the way around. Vikings are at home. They got the crowd. They got they played poorly defensively last week. I don't you know, use that term loosely, but the secondary could have played better. This is this is a good matchup for them to bounce back with some we're talking six, seven sacks. The uh, the Redskins have allowed eighteen sacks, which isn't very good. We've only allowed twelve. They've allowed eighteen. We got them on turnover ratio. We got them on everything this week. This this should be a roll a roll job.
2: Wow. I, I I knew they were struggling. I didn't know, I didn't know they were that bad on offense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's a fresh NFL
1: team and they're averaging 267 total yards a week. I mean, that's in, in total offense? Yeah. they wow. run, they have 183 yards passing and 84 rushing yards a week. Dave, you got some nerd DVOA numbers? No, I like okay. I said I haven't had I have, time to look them up this week. Okay. This is a week this is a week that
2: uh man the, this the Vikings should roll them. So definitely. historically historically we all know how we feel about the Vikings in prime time and, and the Kirk Cousins narrative, and it's and it's not an inaccurate one. It's it's a storyline. But it, it, it seems to me that if ever the Vikings were going to do well on a primetime game, it would be at home against a really bad opponent. I mean if the if the Vikings don't and I, I'm not saying they won't, I think they'll play very well and I think they'll they'll win by a couple scores, more than likely. If if they don't though, that narrative that just oh. just grinds my gears more than anything is going to blow up, and it's going to be it's going to be the story in the NFL Friday, Saturday, and in next week. Oh,
1: especially with Keenum and Peterson, if they win yeah. this game with those two, it's that's going that's going to lay it on even thicker. Oh yeah, you cannot let Case Keenum come back into here, especially with the state of the address of their team is in. You yeah. can't let him come in here and win the no. No way, dude. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all that good shit. Slide right oh, down the God. crack. Oh yeah. So, God. This hat in the fireplace. This <laughs> is down your leg all in one game. <laughs> yeah, that cannot happen. But it's the oh. Vikings, so we never know. What do you think, Dave? What do you think is gonna happen?
0: It should be a role game. It should yeah, everybody's tired. It's a short week. It's a short week for both teams, except for Washington has to travel. Um, And they were on the coast last weekend, so this is their second road game in a row, so they're going to be even more tired. And I agree with Ed that there's not that much time to put in new planning and offenses and stuff, defensive-type schemes, during a week because it is a short week. So you're relying on previously learned stuff and the talent, and by far, our talent level exceeds – Theirs tremendously. Yeah. They are the worst team in the AFC or in the NFC East, and it's it should be a walk. The only caveat is it's prime time in the Kirk Cousins narrative, but I think that narrative is gone. <clears throat> it's been gone the last three weeks. He's now granted those weren't prime time games, but I've never seen him play like this. And if he continues to play like this. It's going to be, oh, buddy, the rest of the league is going to take Dave, notice.
2: Dave, Dave, nobody in the history of the NFL has played as well as Kirk Cousins has in the last three weeks I know, in God, terms God. of yards and, and, and passer rating. that That is a record-setting performance. So I, I will disagree with you, though, that, that he hasn't ended that narrative because he hasn't played primetime games. And, and every... The tractor he has says, Well, who have you played? And even if they win on Thursday night in primetime, folks that support Kirk Cousins will say, well, it's a primetime game. But the tractors will say, yeah, but it was the Washington Redskins. So the narrative, the narrative is going to continue until he beats two or three really good teams in primetime. Yeah, and, like, and he's gonna have and he's gonna have that opportunity in the second half of the year, as well, yeah. I'm not just him, but the entire team.
0: Dallas, Seattle, and
1: KC. We may have Mahomes or not Mahomes. Do you think the fact that Cousins is playing his old team is he gonna press too much? Do you think or try to do too much or try? You
2: follow what I'm saying? I know he really is chopping at the bit. You always want to do good against your old team. I I, th- I think the Vikings' game plan coming into this is gonna let uh, is gonna let, is gonna be to let Dalvin Cook play early to sort of get because because I absolutely agree with you. I think Kirk Cousins is gonna want to prove to everybody. Uh, in the Redskins organization, that they were stupid for letting him go, and he's going to want to—he's—he's going to want to throw a a 99-yard, 52-point touchdown pass on the first play. Yeah, I mean, that's just human nature. It's not but good I, when he presses it. When he presses and
1: he, he tries to force things, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but, but the I last three like, games
0: he's played with a tip on his
2: shoulder. But he, hasn't he played has to play the Redskins. This is his old so, team. I—I think what's going to happen is they're going to let the let Dalvin Cook be showcased early to sort of get Cousins into the flow of the game. And once he's gotten past that initial, I'm going to show you guys, then he's going to light it up. I I really believe that he might have a quiet first quarter, um, but I think that's going to be because Dalvin Cook is going to be good football. And then, then it's going to be, you know, murder, death, kill, baby. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I worry about uh, cousins when he gets a little,
2: you know, when he gets valid
1: point, very valid point, when he starts forcing things is when he's not playing well.
0: So speaking of playing well, our offensive line has gotten better and better
1: and better game after game. Let's give them some love, hip, hop, hip, hippity-hop.
0: I mean, and even Elfline or Bradbury, Bradbury's definitely gotten better, but they started out low and they haven't gone up that much, but they've, they've gotten better. But as a whole, that unit is gelling, and we've talked in the past an offensive line needs to gel together. Thinks is one. It does movements as one. They are getting better and they are rounding up and getting better by the week. That is going to look good for us going into the second half of the season once we get there.
2: What is that soulless, godless killing machine in front of you? It is a killing
1: machine. His name's Jeffrey. I'm really. I, for the last three weeks, I've been calling him Kendricks. <laughs> Yeah, guess how many sacks the Minnesota Vikings have allowed in two weeks? I believe it's zero. Only one. One. Only one. Oh, really? We allowed zero zero last Sunday and only one the week before.
2: Oh, okay. So well, it's to, like
1: to, to what Dave's talking about. The offensive line seems to yes be gelling and
2: coming together. Well, yeah, I. I uh, and I, I will say, um, just to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit, the level of competition has gone down somewhat, considering who they played in the first part of the season. However, yeah, that's, that's true. Although the competition's gone down, the Vikings have gotten more experience, especially guys like Garrett Bradbury and Pat Alflein playing a new position. Um, and, and as as they've gotten more game reps, they, they are kind of walking, talking, aviating, communicating, communicating more as one unit as opposed to five guys, which we saw a little bit earlier in the year, I think. And and now that they had they had, and they had some tough competition, and they sort of come out on the other side. And they're a little bit better for it. And now as we move forward to the second half of the season, you will have like ten days off. Hopefully, they can avoid injuries. And and now they've got this this unit that's gelling, and and that's going to bode well, I think, as the competition again picks up as as they get to play Dallas, and and we have you know three more divisional games against really tough defensive lines and. All that other good stuff. Seattle, that's a good defense. You know, there's there's some stiff competition coming up. So I think these games right now are really going to help prepare these guys for the games to come. I would agree. It's a
1: Good point. What's going on with Adam Thielen this week, guys? I know the listeners out there are probably waiting. How come they're not talking about Thielen? So yes, no, maybe – Pick up the pace for B.C. Johnson. Does this mean more targets to the tight end? What does it mean? Tell me what it means, guys. Dave, what, is, what does it mean, Dave? I, I heard today he's ahead
0: of schedule. He might actually play. I don't necessarily want him to. I want him to heal. There's, I mean, he only did this Sunday. Um, even if it's a minor hammy, hammies can linger and cause more problems. I'd rather get B.C. to reps. You know, let B.C take his spot. Let's see how that does. And let's, we shouldn't need Adam Thielen this game.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, that, you know, if it's you the know. Bears or the team from Wisconsin, we'd probably be forced to maybe play him, but I don't see any maybe. reason to have him out there for playing the Redskins. If we can't beat the Redskins without Thielen, then what are we?
2: Right, a very bad football team. <laughs> I, I've, I, I would argue, um, Dave, you mentioned that he's healing faster, and that's true. And I would kind of make the argument that that would be even more of a reason to keep him out this week. Don't play him Thursday. Now you've got ten days uh, to rest before. Who do they got next week? Is it Kansas City next in in ten days? Mm-hmm. Kansas City and then Dallas on the road.
0: Yeah, with a, I'm trying to remember because
1: that gets it. him to. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, with us none of us have the schedule in front of us. We are no. one prepared
2: show, aren't we? Yes, we are. Um, which, so yeah, if if he's ahead of schedule and he's like borderline close to playing. I would argue if you sit him out Thursday and wait those 10 days, he'll be back to 100% when when the, when the Vikings really, really need him. Not that he's not needed on Thursday, but as, as Dave, you mentioned, and, and Drew, you know, it, do the Vikings – is Adam Thielen essential on Thursday night? I don't think so. I mean, I and think, I, and I think it would benefit B.C. Johnson to get
0: those reps as yeah. well.
2: Well, let me ask you guys a question. How the feelings hurt, uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, Marcus Sherrill's got cut, presumably to make a move to add a wide receiver to the to the uh, 53-man roster. Josh Doxson? I don't, think Dox? he, I don't think he come off the IR yet. He comes off week nine. Did
1: you yeah, you know, don't. the Niners got Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders. I saw that today,
2: yeah. Are you talking about in terms of us getting somebody from another team, Ted? No, no, I I'm, I'm just saying who do you think? I mean, I think that the most logical choice would be what Davion Davis who's on the practice squad right now, wide receiver, to just have a body there to play. But I I don't, you know, I, I think you can go, I think you can roll with with Diggs, BC Johnson, uh have Herb Smith do a lot of, a lot of your slot stuff and and Cobb Rudolph, those guys had a really good day on Sunday. So what what other wide receivers are on the active roster besides the three you just mentioned? I think that's it right now with Well you got to have like well, one, one Well you got Treadwell. Well basically like <laughs> three. But <laughs> <laughs> so who,
1: so they cut him to free up a roster spot. They're gonna get a wide receiver, is what you're saying. They're gonna
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Well we saw him. he's gonna be cut week nine anyways, most likely. Because you're going to get Hill back and Dawson back.
2: Yeah. So right now you've got on the roster you've got Treadwell, Thielen, BC Johnson, and Stephon Diggs. That's pretty thin for a yeah. National Football League wide receiver core. I mean, on the practice squad for wide receiver they have Davion Davis, Alexander Hollins, and Dylan Mitchell. So I would expect I would expect one of those three guys to get put on the 53 man roster before the and that. Back to the schedule, we have Washington and ten day,
0: ten days off, where we go to Kansas City, then we go to on the second game of the road trip. We play Dallas on Sunday night. After that, followed by a home game against the Denver Broncos.
2: Oh, you'll be able to see that game, Dave.
0: Yeah, locally (laughs) you will be on local TV.
2: And then we have our bye, week
1: 12. So we got back-to-back roadies in there, Chiefs and Cowboys. That's a huge part of the schedule, guys. Yeah. We we pull off two wins there, you know, coming out of the We pull off two
0: wins there, and then the Broncos should be easy. And then we go into a bye.
1: We got to build up a bunch of wiggle room for the Viking meltdown in December. You know that.
2: (laughs) Well, they also got to win to keep pace with Green Bay, man. I I just Fuck, what's up with those shitheads? <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> so yeah, it's a flag.
1: Uh, Ooh, I guess. We were six we're, we're what? Five and two on the way to six and two. So six and two is what I had for a best case scenario for well not best case,
2: but my preseason was six two at the first eight. So I think I had five and three. So prove uh, me wrong, Vikings.
1: Yeah, don't, don't, into, don't lose Thursday. <laughs> Going into Kansas City, for me,
2: call me crazy, but that's probably the game you need Adam Thielen back in. Yeah. Yes. Which is why I think Right. If he really is ahead of schedule, you know just what, resting what teams and players say is what uh, teams and players say. Now really yeah. You're if you really right. is ahead of schedule Yeah. You go Ninety seven percent healed
1: of the hamstring, you need to be one zero zero, baby. Yeah. Or you to end up like Miles Austin. That guy still has hamstring problems.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or Dalvin Cook last year. How long did that how long did Cook's hamstring injury linger?
1: That's Six a or eight great, weeks, I think. Great
2: example, dude. It could linger forever. You gotta let it heal completely. Yeah. yeah. So I'd I'd much rather feel and sit out and and be completely healed up and ready to go if in fact it is healing and he's ahead of schedule. That's
1: I'm kind of in agreement with David Stefano, see more of B.C. Johnson. I like the way he plays, his confidence. I want to see more of that guy on the field. I want to see yeah,
2: him. he he really he, he really seemed to gain a lot of confidence as the game went on yesterday. That's exactly think, man. And so did Kirk Cousins and throw it to him. I mean, he, yes. threw him, he threw him down on the goal line in a really, you know, that was a really tight game. I, the Vikings were either tied or down by a touchdown when he threw to him. Uh, he threw to him on a couple key third down spots. I, I mean, that, that really helps the quarterback in, in terms of hey I, I can I can get this guy. I you can get count this on this guy. I can count on Herb Smith Jr. Yeah I can
0: uh
1: let's
2: go. Let's go baby. Let's go.
1: Was that uh for tight end work because went out? Is that the, can you
2: attribute those together?
1: I, I don't want to say the we correlate like I'm talking about pass protection or anything
2: but No I, I think there's a correlation there. Mm-hmm. I, I bet I bet between the two they had what ten catches? I think. I think they both had just for around a hundred yards each. Sure. I bet they they got three or four balls that would have gone Thielen's away. Right. And Rudolph had
0: what five catches?
2: Yeah. Oh, he picked. Yeah. Up. They both 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 Irvin Kyle had five five catches. Keep the I shit think. rolling, baby. I'm yeah. loving
1: what's it? the Viking play right now? 42, 38. Loving this offensive output, man. Yeah.
2: Like nineteen ninety-eight,
0: all over again.
2: Anyway, it's better. It's the most productive three-game stretch in terms of, of yards, uh, even more so than the best three games in 1998 ever put out. Well, that's amazing. Harold Carmichael wasn't
1: even on the cover of ESPN the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Harold Carmichael. That <laughs> <laughs> with Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Yeah.
0: Speaking of history, Drew, have you got your trivia?
1: graphic made for me last week, Drew's Trivia. Yeah, that was awesome. So I'm, now. I'm not doing it unless I get it. That, that was two weeks ago, too. Not the Fantastic Finishes song. I'm not doing it unless I get that song. I'll <laughs> baby. Okay. You guys can work these out together, but there's a possibility of 40 points. The record is 24, Woo. held by Ted Roger Glover, bass player for Deep Purple.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Number one. I heard a ding. That's cool. I heard a ding too. I was wondering where the heck it came from. <laughs> the Vikings met Washington in 1976 in the first round of the playoffs. Y'all yeah. remember that game? Here mm-hmm. we went to the bowl. First off, what was the final score? 35 to 20. Point.
0: <laughs> Point. Would well, you have be 10? You have to... Uh, in 76? 1976,
2: NFC Divisional Playoff. Yep. You were 10 right. years old. Uh, I was nine.
1: Damn, that's pretty impressive that you were at least nine. Um, now you have to give me a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver from each team.
2: And that's worth six points. All right. So, for the Vikings, it was Fran Tarkin and Chuck Foreman and Sammy White. Um... For the Redskins, okay, wait, you're frozen. Oh, okay. okay. All right, so you said quarterback, running back, and wide receiver for each team. Yeah. You said so Tarkington? Tarkington, Chuck yes. Foreman, and Sammy White were, were the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver for the Vikings.
1: Okay, those are all three on that list. Excellent. Three points. Um. You, you froze. That's why i had to ask you over, because you froze for a second. Okay, we're all good. Now for the Washington Redskins, the need a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver that played in that game in 1976.
2: Billy Kilmer, correct. He was the quarterback. Excellent. John Riggins played briefly. He didn't. He wasn't there. Yes. but he was there. Just played in that game. What was he a rookie? He was. No, he he'd only been with the, been with the Jets
1: before he was on the Redskins.
2: Yeah. The um, rookie with the, with rookie the mohawk? Guy, well, well, wide receiver. Who would be a wide receiver in that game? I'm going to say Art Monk, but I don't think I'm right.
1: Incorrect. Dave? You got a uh, guess? Grant. Yes. Yes. Who? I guess it's Frankie Grant. A, Good job, Dave. Your other choices were Mike Thomas, the great Mike Thomas, Roy Jefferson, old number 80. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Hill, who we'll played for the Cowboys later, the late, the late Jerry Smith, rest in peace, and Larry Brown, number 43. So, but okay. you got all the points. Excellent job. I didn't think you would get Grant. I thought that would be the guy you wouldn't get. So that's six. That's seven points already. Okay. From the same game, you got to give me those two straight-on kickers that kick straight on. Fred Cox and Mark Mosley. Oh! Dang. That's fat right there. Another two points racked up on the long-term. Mosley and Cox, that's right. Okay. That
2: now one we're, moving out, boys. we're moving 70.
1: up. We're moving up. 1986, week nine, the Vikings lost a crazy game in overtime to the Redskins, 44-38. Okay. Crazy game it was. You don't lose many of those in overtime. Who were the two head coaches in 1986?
2: 86 would have been uh, Jerry Burns for the Vikings. Yes. Um, Would have been Joe Gibbs for Washington, I believe. Wait.
1: Yes. Correct. Two points. Oh, okay. Nice job, dude. You got seven and two. <laughs> I'm bad <having> enough. <laughs> you got seven, two, nine, nine for the other sheet. Okay, here we go.
0: What did Joe Gibbs do after he
2: retired? Uh Ran a racing team. NASCAR owned. owned, owned. He still does, doesn't he? I don't still know if does. he it's one of the best teams racing. in the in the game. Yeah. Joe Gibbs Racing, baby. I
1: don't have any Joe Gibbs Racing questions, but I do have two the quarterbacks from that same game. And might I add, our quarterback threw for 490 yards that day. In 86? 86. Who were the two quarterbacks who played in that wild, wild overtime
2: game? Wade Wilson? Incorrect. Dave?
0: I can't. I was in Saudi Arabia. Sorry.
2: Tommy Kramer? Yes. Tommy Kramer? Okay. That was it. Um, It doesn't count. But Or was that my... Wait, well, I can still use that yeah, as a mulligan, mulligan, right?
1: Yeah. That's yeah, my
2: mull- mulligan. Your hey, mulligan, can you name the Redskins quarterback? Joe Feisman.
1: Incorrect. It was Jay Schrader.
2: Jay Schrader.
1: Ah. Got one for that. All right. You're rolling with 12 points right now. Halfway to your record. <clears throat> In that game, seven different Vikings players... Caught passes from Tommy Kramer. You get one point for every player you can name that caught a pass.
2: Anthony Carter. Correct. Jake Reed.
1: No, that's your mulligan.
2: Mm. Leo one. Lewis.
1: Leo Lewis. 159 and two TDs, baby. Are you kidding me? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that's probably what Yards and for here, wasn't it? He did something that day. Alfred you got... Tanner. Five more. Alfred Anderson is on that list. Uh Two players caught passes that day.
2: Steve Jordan.
1: Correct. Three more. Rick Fetty. Ah, uh, there's your there's your loss. God I got it. Up with four on that one.
0: That's still good. That's Just the 80s. Still.
1: That's you missed were Darren Nelson, who caught 12 passes that day. Or something oh. like that. Uh Ted Brown. Was still on the team. Oh, Ted, you idiot. Don Jones. Those were the three. But you still Cassandra got four out of Jones? seven. All yes. right. So, Nelson, Brown, and Jones. Now we're shooting forward to week 10 of the 2017 season against the Redskins. I think Dave might have been at this game. Didn't you was. Know? Okay. Oh, he should be able to help you on this. Oh, wait. He was probably drunk. He probably can't <laughs> <up. laughs> The Vikings won 38-30. to 30 you got to give me both quarterbacks who threw for over 300 yards that day. Who were, who was each of them?
2: Uh, Case Keenum, who was playing for the Vikings at that time, and Kirk Cousins, who was playing for the Washington Redskins. Ding, ding, ding. Isn't that weird? Ding, yeah, ding. Is weird.
1: So that's two more. That's 9, 11, 12, 16, 18 points.
0: And who was wide open that day and didn't get seen and thrown to?
1: Probably me. Um... Wide open
0: that day, remember Digsy? Diggs. I could see it clear as day from what I was up in the front first seats of the upper deck, perfect view of the field, and he was wide open. And Zimmer was infuriated.
1: Mixed but I mean, in we, had, we had a good, we had Wide, a good wide game. open, like wide, wide open.
0: Like wide, wide open, like in ten yards, closest defender type, wide, wide open. It oh, was, wow. and it was. Yep, yeah, but <clears throat> Keenum would turn around and hit Thielen on the other side, and it was just you know. And, and
1: did you have a good time there, Dave?
0: Yeah, it was a real good time, and yeah. and then the fans, the local Redskins fans around us were real nice. It wasn't like going to Philadelphia or someplace like that. It was, <laughs> it was nice.
1: But then again, what is? Yeah. in that game that we just mentioned, the 2017 game, four different Vikings had touchdown passes. How many can you name? You get one point for each.
2: Diggs and Thielen each had a touchdown pass. Ah, uh, meow, meow. Um, Diggs, Thielen. You were there! Kyle Rudolph? No. No. no? All right. All All uh, Diggs, Thielen... Uh, Latavius Murray
1: Incorrect. The last two were David Morgan? That's right. And Jarius Wright, our boy Jarius.
2: Oh that's right. Stepchild.
0: Okay. What else was great about that game? Come the second half where I was sitting was more on the Viking side, right? You could hear the skull clap and it was drowning out. Most of the Redskin fans and some of the Redskins fans were joining in. Seriously? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and what's other weird about that game was watching, I was out on a concourse getting beer, um, before the game started or between a half and watching the black suburban, uh, Limousines and motorcades coming in, because there was quite a few politicians that went to that
1: game. What jersey did you wear to that game?
0: I didn't wear a jersey. I just wore straight Vikings gear. You
1: didn't <laughs> that wear that Charlie Daniels that. flannel that you're wearing now, did you? No, I didn't. I was in <laughs> purple. Yeah. I was in purple. I oh, was good, good. Okay. Next, we got. Uh, you know, we have our overall question. They've played yeah. twenty-six times. How many of the Vikings won? Oh, it, it's like even. It's like thirteen, thirteen. Yes, that's correct. I'm going to quit asking that question because you're looking them up by now.
2: <laughs> I kind of was. I, I, I will question, admit I did look that one up.
1: That question is now off the charts. <laughs> okay, here's my favorite question of all of them. I'm all right. towards the finish here. You, get, you still got a chance at four, 15 more points out of these two questions. Okay. And right now you are sitting at 9, 11, 12, 16, 18, 21. You're only three away from tying your record. All righty. Early 1980s, the Redskins had a group of players they called the Fun Bunch. Yes. you remember the Fun Bunch? The Fun Bunch led to that rule of excessive celebrations in 84. They made the rule that you can't celebrate anymore. It was because of them. Uh, they had four players that were mainly involved in the Fun Bunch. But you know what? I'm not asking you about the Redskins Fun Bunch. No, 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 no. Because... <laughs> 2006. There was another fun bunch. that played for the Ohio State Buckeyes. They called themselves the Fun Bunch. We all know about Ohio State, don't we? Yeah. There was a group led by four players from Ohio State that called themselves the Fun Bunch. Out of you get a point for every one of these number, of four players you can name.
2: It would <laughs> well. It would have to be Terry Rubisky.
1: That is wide receiver. That is
2: incorrect. Is it really? 2006, right. dude. 2006. Uh, then it had to be Troy Smith. It was Troy Smith. That's one. Um, Anthony Gonzalez. There's two. Two of the fun bunch from Ohio State. Antonio Pittman. Oh. I, yeah. I've never heard that. Honestly, I've never heard that.
0: And you used know, I, to write for Ohio State.
1: I find out information all the time. I don't like homework for the show. I don't sit around fly by night slouching it every week. The Who last two were Ted Junior. Oh yeah. Duh. And Santonio Holmes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Still got two of four. I thought you were gonna ace all four of those though. Okay. Here we go. Washington Redskins retired numbers. I don't need the numbers. I don't care about the numbers. I want the names. There are eleven people. On the Redskins list, 11 players that have their name, numbers retired. Oh, wait. There's also a, a visual a visual question.
2: Ready? Yeah. <laughs> As in a retired person? George Allen.
1: <laughs> no, that's the whip. You get it. You're going to pull for it. Remember George Allen? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not one of the eleven. Go ahead. Um it's got a point for that. John Riggins.
1: That is one, yes. No, oh, Mo- wait, wait. Oh yeah, he is.
2: He was the seventh player retired, Rigo. Uh John Riggins, Art Monk. Correct. Joe Daryl Daryl Green.
1: Uh Willie Charlie Daniels got Joe Did you Green. Daryl Green is on the list. That's four for four. Now be careful, you only get one mulligan. You got four of the eleven. It's
2: very good. Um Sonny Jurgensen.
1: That's excellent. You
2: got the old Sonny boy.
1: With those droopy ass drawer pants. <laughs> he looked like um, a hard playing quarterback. You got Theisman, Jurgensen, Daryl Green, John Riggins, and Art Monk. Oh, uh the the guy, they just had
2: the dude. Um the linebacker. They they just had his retirement ceremony.
1: Yes. Um he hell of a linebacker.
2: He was. And they misspelled his name on the plaque. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh come back to that one. Um Sammy Baugh.
1: No, but there's – I'm not going to count that as a mulligan. But there's some kind of weird controversy going on with Sammy Baugh that his – by his number, not retired. I don't want to get into it, but it's some kind of weird thing. They haven't retired it yet, but they have retired it, but they haven't. It's a weird thing, but it's not officially retired number yet. Okay. Why, I don't know. He's like the greatest player ever to play with that team. Um, so, You get rushed i not going to come. I was going it. to say, it's
2: got to be somebody from the Hogs like Russ Grimm.
1: Not Russ Grimm. So you have no more misses. You got to get them all now with no more misses. Well, uh,
2: Billy Kilmer. No. All right. I don't know, I'm done. So you ended up with five. Nope.
1: No, that's a TV show, Dave. Lynn
2: <laughs> Who was the linebacker that I couldn't think of? London Fletcher. London Fletcher. That's it. I thought Hamburger
1: would be in there, too, but he's not. That's kind of strange. 11, 12, 16, 18, 20, 21, 23, 24, 29. Damn. New record. With that, let's wrap this puppy up,
0: just like Kirk Cousins is going to do Thursday night.
1: Final score predictions. David Stefano.
0: Oh, no. We win. We win. Well, Granted, we win, but I'm not going to throw a number on it. Every time I do, we do lousy. I've stopped it. It's like your hat.
2: No. Okay. 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 30 to 13, Vikings. Fucker. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. Okay. Damn it. All right, yeah. I'll go 30 to 10. You, you keep with yours. I'll stay. I'll I was going
1: to go. 27-13. I know people are going to think we're going to be up by 50, burger, but I don't... I think we're going to get 27-13. Yeah,
2: okay. I, that's a good score.
1: What
0: well, right I'd love along to see is that defense pitch no-hitter. Put a goose egg up on that, would, that
2: board. Yeah, that, that would, would, would be cool. I don't think it'll happen, but it'd be cool. Hot take?
1: Mm-hmm. I want to hear well, a Ted Glover story from 1970s. You got a Glover
2: so you,
1: one? Yeah, Don Glover story?
2: So, yeah. So... Uh, 1975. This is the year before um, the, uh, the the 76 playoff game. I got two stories from 75. I'm only going to tell one, and because we're playing the Washington Redskins this week, I'll, I'll tell this story. Um, the Minnesota Vikings played the Washington Redskins on a Monday Night Football game in 1975. <laughs> they were 10 and 0 coming into that game, and they were an absolute juggernaut that year. Um, and and I. I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, I got to watch Monday Night Football, but I could, and I could watch the halftime highlights with Howard Cosell, and then I had to go to bed. Okay. And that was a little bit past my bedtime anyways, because it was close to 9 o'clock, and I was 8, 9 years old. I think my bedtime was like 8, 8.30, whatever it was. So the Monday Night game is on, and it's the first game I can remember, or maybe the second game. That I can remember that the Vikings had ever been on Monday night. It was really cool. It's not like it is now. It was like an event. I mean, Monday night football back then was like everybody watched it. And there were only three channels. It was Monday night football or crap and or mod. <laughs> and, and so and so the you know it gets to be halftime and I, I the it was a close game. I really wanted to stay up and watch it. And, and I, you know, I kind of knew what the rules were. My dad was a really big stickler for the rules. My father was was very much, this is your bedtime. You're going to go to bed, and and that'll be the end of it. And so I didn't really want to ask, but I, I wanted to ask. And so I watched the halftime highlights, and I was all mopey, kid Ted, mopey kid, little Teddy. Well, okay, well, good night. And my father looked at me, and he said, "You know what, son?" how about we make a deal? I'm like, what's the deal? <laughs> right. right. If you promise when your mother, because my dad left for work really, really early, if you get up right when you're supposed to, and I'm going to ask your mother, but if you get up right when you're supposed to and you go to school and you don't complain, I will let you stay up and watch the rest of this game. And I was so fired up, I was so happy. And the Vikings lost the game 31-30. to 30. <laughs> <laughs> They had like an extra point blocked at the end of Tide or something. It was. But yeah, that was like one of the very first, very one of my very early memories of, of watching games with my father, and it was it was Monday Night Football, and let me stay up late to watch the Vikings Redskins game from RFK. It was cool. Dude, Don Glover bent the rules. He he did he did, and and I'll tell you what, he did ask my mom the next day, and I, I got up, I went to school, man. I was not I was not gonna go against what he told me. He, <laughs> he checked <laughs> in on you, right? told me, he said, did did our son go to school exactly when he was supposed to? Yes, he did. Okay, great, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Monday Night
1: Football started in 1970. So by 75 it was really building a lot of momentum. Yeah. It was a big thing. I mean a, the rock stars were there going to it. It was like a crazy a crazy yeah. thing. And it,
0: it was the first it was the first time the NFL had during the season where everybody watched one game yeah. and by everybody, the entire nation, all of ABC. That was yep. it and they had it was awesome and for growing up playing football at that time you know we played the theme song to that and get all pumped up before our games
1: without a doubt
2: good memories brings up a lot of
1: good any last words there mr mint can i would say a meow meow viking cow. i would see you cats out of the flip flop ted you in miami Keep the ball, homeboy we're there Go, my gang!
0: Let's win this game!